0: like I've been hearing a lot about treasuries recently, but I kind of thought that that was just kind of something my grandparents invested in. So what are treasuries exactly, Nathaniel? Um,
1: So treasuries fall into basically three main categories. There's bills, notes, and bonds. Treasuries are not made for everybody. It just depends on what you want to do with the money. So today's applications can make sense for uh, a fixed income portion of your portfolio if you want to go that route. Uh, but there are some factors that you have to be aware of. in this. Welcome to Critical Thinking Required,
2: hosted by LBW. This podcast is intended for free thinkers, entrepreneurs, and knowledge seekers. Join us as we discuss relevant financial topics, explore with guests their financial journeys, and engage with experts in industries such as space, media and entertainment, real estate, and many more. Buckle up and enjoy the ride.
0: Welcome to Critical Thinking Required. I'm your host today, Kennedy, and here is Nathaniel. You may recognize him. Uh, And today we're going to be talking a little bit about treasury bills. Um, Before we do that, you can find us anywhere there's anything recorded YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Come listen, come watch. Um, but we're going to get right into it. Um, I feel like I've been hearing a lot about treasuries recently, but I kind of thought that that was just kind of something my grandparents invested in. So what are treasuries exactly, Nathaniel? Um,
1: so treasuries fall into basically three main categories. There's bills, notes, and bonds. So those principally uh, factor into how long the terms of each of those are. So bills have four, eight, 13, and 26 week terms on them. Notes are two, three, five, seven, and 10 years. And then you have bonds, which are 20 and 30 years. And just to give you a brief history of how these rates have traversed over the past 40 to 50 years, as I'm sure most of our listeners are aware, uh, there was the period of great inflation in the 70s and 80s. And as a result of the Fed chairman at the time, Paul Volcker, uh, he was able to crush the back of inflation and bring inflation down by raising interest rates at the Federal Reserve. And as a result, interest rates have been decreasing ever since, until very recently. Uh, they, they did have a period in the in the mid-aughts where they they went up, but then they came quickly back down during the great financial crisis.
0: Okay, um, interesting. And so that's just so... Interest rates going down, boo. Interest rates up, yay, right?
1: Well, kind of. Kind of? Kind of. It, it can depend. Uh, So it kind of goes into the applications of treasuries that you can do with today. Like um, they used to be your grandparents' investments, as you said, so to speak. But they can be useful in, in portfolios today, no matter what your age. But it, it's all dependent on what you're using, what your intent for that investment is. So that's to say that, not all uh, treasuries are not made for everybody it just depends on what you want to do with the money so today's applications can make sense for uh, a fixed income portion of your portfolio if you want to go that route Uh, but there are some factors that you have to be aware of in the sense that for example to your point about rising interest rates yay it, it can be but For example, one of the risks are duration risk. So um, duration risk pertains to interest rates going up and down. Mm -hmm. And then the longevity or the term of your your fixed income, your bond instrument, in this case, treasuries. So let's say that you have a a 30-year bond. You own that today. And then interest rates were to go up. If you have a long duration investment and interest rates go up, then that means that your investment today is not as valuable as it is as it is tomorrow. Because if interest rates are going up on treasuries, then that means on then that means that um, that investment, that that 1% greater investment is more valuable than your bond that you hold at 1% less. Hence the value of your bond will go down as interest rates rise. Okay. And then the converse, the inverse, excuse me, happens when interest rates go down. So that's what happened when the, the into the 80s as the interest rates declined and the values of the bonds went up because as the interest rates decreased and then those future bonds became less, they were less valuable than the bonds that were issued at higher interest rates. Okay. So that's just one example of a risk when it comes to well, not only uh, treasuries, but any investment, which include, uh, as I said, duration, opportunity cost. That means you have a 4% treasury here versus, say, an investment in a stock.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, then
1: you have to consider, like, how long is your investment time frame, like we always like to harp on, which is the more valuable to you. If you have a shorter time frame, then perhaps the treasury is a better deal for you versus a long-term investment in a stock for example because the stock is typically more risky because it's lower down on the cap on a company's capital structure versus a treasury which is a form of debt and debt is higher up on the the capital hierarchy other risks include credit risk so when it comes to u.s treasuries for example the u.s has never defaulted on its debt Exactly. We have to remember, though, the U.S. is a very young country. A lot of people forget that, that in comparison to, say, for example, China, China's been around for thousands of years. It hasn't been in the exact same uh, government structure that it is. Today. It wasn't always like that, obviously. But the, the country as it exists today is largely the same as. Well, some would argue <laughs> Us historians who go back and forth, but uh, I digress. Uh, they've been around for thousands of years, and they had some defaults in there and such. The US hasn't, but we've only been around for 200 plus years. We got a long ways to go in compare in comparison. So that's not to say that we're going to default on our death tomorrow. I'm not saying that. That would be a lot of nervous. (laughs) But it could happen. You just you, you can't always assume that because it's it hasn't defaulted today that it's not going to default tomorrow. Always have to look at history. And you can't just look in the past 40 to 50 years back to say what happened during the 70s and 80s when the inflation was high and interest rates were increasing. and break Got to go back longer. Another risk, liquidity risk. So mm-hmm. generally when a client asks us, well, why aren't you investing in treasuries? Well, then we come back and say, well, how soon do you want that money? I might want it in a year or two to buy a house. Okay, well, then you should buy a treasury that's one to two years in duration. You shouldn't go longer than that, even if it has a higher interest rate, because you need that money within a shorter time frame. Because the risk is, as I mentioned previously, with interest rates go up, then the value of your bond or a bill or note, whichever, will go down. So if you want to sell before it matures, then you're not going to probably get all of your original investment back. Bummer. I know. And then just when it comes to inflation and deflation. So in an inflationary environment, holding cash, you it loses value versus having it invested. But then the question becomes, what are you going to have it invested in to beat inflation? What one investment makes the most sense? do treasuries necessarily make sense if treasury is running at an 8 to 9% annualized rate then a treasury that's selling at 2 to 3 or maybe 4% maybe still might not make sense right. but is it if in a very uh, low risk to no risk investment as treasuries are considered perhaps that is a decent investment but it always depends on your particular situation
0: that's a good point. I guess I'd always considered that treasury bills and bonds and notes were always just less risky in general. But I guess I need to think about what kind of risk I'm talking about when I think about that, don't I? Okay. Well, thank you for that. Um, do you have any maybe last thoughts or any notes to share?
1: Any tidbits? Yeah. If you will. Sure. So I, I w- we always like to say what may make sense for one person may not necessarily make sense for another. Everybody is unique. God, I say that a lot, but everybody is unique.
0: We're special, all of us.
1: (laughs) I won't go that far. (laughs) We're all different. (laughs) We're all different. We're all unique. We all have different needs, customized, unique to us. So what may make sense for me may not make sense for Kennedy and vice versa. So whenever you're making an investment, you should always consider that fact you shouldn't try and fit a square peg in a round hole. Another metaphor for the same concept.
0: It's a really good one. (laughs)
1: Uh, You don't wanna sell in and out of really any investment, but when it comes to treasuries, same thing applies. You don't wanna sell out, uh, you don't want to buy something uh, that has a duration of five years that you know you're gonna need in two years. Just doesn't make sense. And then that also flows right into your liquidity. Uh, Even if you're playing the game where you're rolling over um, 13-week treasury bills, let's say you buy a treasury bill for 13 weeks, 13 weeks, you get your money back. If you need it before then, then don't invest in a 13-week. Invest in a four-week or an eight-week treasury bill, depending upon your needs.
0: Great thoughts. Pick the peg that suits you. Amen. (laughs) well thank you so much for sharing nathaniel i think i know a little bit more about treasury notes bonds and bills than i did before this podcast so thank you for sharing your thoughts and thank you for all of thank all of you for listening um again friendly reminder follow us on youtube like on spotify blah blah blah. um see you next time Like, like and subscribe
2: thank you for taking the time to start your journey of thinking differently and listening to LBW talk about stuff they love. Until next time. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual on any specific security, on any specific broker-dealer or custodian. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments, broker-dealer or custodian, may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. As always, please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional. All opinions expressed by podcast participants are solely their own and do not reflect the opinion of Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management, LLC. Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management, LLC is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management LLC and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management LLC unless a client service agreement is in place.